You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome to the Garden Report, powered by Blue Apron on CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog. I am Jared Weiss, and I'm joined by Jimmy Toscano in the middle and That's Kevin right. O'Connor on the outside. The Celtics fall the 101 to 94. That's right, the Kevin O'Connor, the Kevin O'Connor of the ringer and the Jimmy Toscano of Metro Boston tonight. So the Celtics lost, me. and they were winning at one point in this game, and then Kyle Lowry reminded everyone why he thinks and probably justifiably so, he is the best point guard in the Eastern Conference. Isaiah Thomas didn't get a chance to answer Kevin, but I don't think we needed much of an answer after what we saw in the third quarter from Lowry. Yeah, Kyle Lowry's ability to score in every way. After the game, I asked Brad Stevens what makes Kyle Lowry so good in the pick and roll, and he's like, he's just good. You know, and then he rattled <laughs> off. He can score from all levels. Yeah. He can shoot the three. He can pull up from mid-range. He's strong enough to get to the rim. Dude's a beast. He's a beast. He is a beast the way he plays the game and just his attitude like you know he just doesn't give an f about anybody else on the court <laughs> when he's out there he truly believes he's the best player on the court no matter who he's who he's up against most of the time he's right he usually is yeah. exactly most of the time he's right and that and that shows in his game his confidence getting to the lane him and Drozen are two of the best guys at getting getting to the lane and drawing fouls he went to the line 13 times tonight shot 50 percent from the field 50 percent from three i mean this guy's was by and by far and away the best player on the court without isaiah and I know Isaiah was watching and wishing and probably champing at the bit that he could be out there and he'll get his chance. But without Isaiah, um, you know, it wasn't even close. And so Lowry was great in the third quarter. And then it was Norm Powell time in the early fourth. He had, I think it was six or eight quick points early in that. You know, because the Celtics were just starting to look like they were going to be able to chip away and narrow that lead. And then Powell and DeRozan had some crucial baskets there. Kevin, you've watched the Raptors play a decent amount this year, at least more than the two of us have. How do they tend to balance their scoring load in the second half? Is it, are we usually kind of just seeing kind of like passing the ball or rather passing the responsibility around to between those three guys? They just have a lot of guys that can beat you, I think. I mean, for them, Norman Powell is a second-round draft pick, and already we're seeing him as a guy in the second year that can put up 20 points easily. I mean, those points came easy in some ways, it seemed. They just He's have so a lot quick. of guys that have developed quickly that are able to play off each other. And that's why they're the second best team in the Eastern Conference behind Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, when you have that help and a guy like Powell, how does he slip through all this? How does the Celtics miss? They scout all year. Danny Ainge is going to all parts of the world, and a guy like Powell slips through, and, you know, he's got to cut, uh, you know, a first-round pick, you know, last year, and, and Jimmy and Jimmy Young sitting on the bench. It's kind of frustrating to see that. But Powell, Brad Stevens mentioned him a couple times after the game. This guy is quick, and he was zipping to the lane. He was blown by defenders, getting to the hoop. You like that aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. 
he's nimble and he's explosive. And by the way, don't forget, they did trade up to take Kelly Olynyk over Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it <laughs> you had to bring that up. There are a lot of other you teams that made that, that mistake as well. So you know, way to go, Jared. Nobody's perfect. <laughs> way to right? go. So never forget. Um, but we're going to come back in part two, and we're going to talk about the other side of the ball where the Raptors just put up a brick wall on defense. We'll be right back on the Garden Report, powered by Blue Apron. Do not forget to go to blueapron.com slash garden report for three free meals and free shipping. And you can cook as well as I do. And I don't cook very well, but you'll probably cook better than me. So we'll be back in part two. This is Jared Weiss of the Garden Report, and our opening segment is powered by Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. The Blue Apron mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. Blue Apron achieves this by supporting a more substantial and sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Did you know that cooking together builds strong family bonds? Research even shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often, but now for less than $10 per meal, which is actually a lot less than I spend per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals in time for the holidays. You can check out this week's menu. I mean, I prepared a roasted pork and braised cabbage with barley and glazed apples dish and even did a Thai green coconut curry dish as well. So don't hesitate. Go to blueapron.com slash garden report to claim your three free meals and free shipping. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So do not wait. And again, that is blueapron.com slash garden report. One word, garden report. Blue Apron, the perfect holiday gift. <laughs> Welcome back to the Garden Report Part 2. I'm joined by Metro Boston's Jimmy Toscano and the what Ringers' up? Kevin O'Connor. I'm Jared Weiss of CLNS Radio and Celtics Blog, and we are powered by Blue Apron. So now that you know who we are, we can talk about who the Celtics were tonight, which is a team that could not get in the paint. They Basically, the Raptors put up a brick wall, which Brad Stevens talked about, how they just could not get through their perimeter defense. They actually hit a tying for a franchise record 17 threes, which is great, but they also didn't really take any shots inside of the three-point line, Jimmy. No, I mean, they took 43 three-pointers tonight. They took more three-pointers than two-pointers tonight, which is banana land. So, of the that night. sounds like modern basketball to me. Yeah, I, I know. They, yeah, Yes, they hit 17, but the fact that they had to take so many – I mean, you're not going to generate points in the paint. You're not going to get to the line. You're not going to stop the clock. Maybe if you're down, you're trying to get some points going there. Um, and without Isaiah Thomas, honestly, you're going to see them not get to the line as much because he's pretty much the only guy on the team that consistently gets to the line. He does it a lot, but unfortunately, not enough players do it as often as he does. And you're right, Jared. It does sound like modern basketball with all the three-pointers, but a lot of modern teams also are getting to the basket. It's threes and layups. Well, they don't have a dominant big man. <clears throat> yeah, and the Celtics didn't get any layups tonight, it right. seemed like. It seemed like they – how many free throws did they have tonight? Less than uh, – fewer than 10, I'm pretty they sure. 22. 22. 22. 27, actually. It was a lot closer it, than it I would think. It didn't seem like yeah. they got from the line. But the points in the paint, what was yeah. the points in the bait? It was exactly. 38, 38 to 22, to 22. Exactly. for the Raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And Valanchunas didn't even really score tonight. It's really Lowry – DeRozan and Powell getting to the lane. And the Celtics have always had that issue. Even when Rudy Gay was here, he was a, or in Toronto, he was always able to yeah. get to the basket. Toronto has always done a good job at getting kind of angled drives that the Celtics defense, as good as they are moving on the perimeter, the Raptors are always able to kind of find ways to attack them at weird angles to get through their first layer. 
used to be that they had Solinger back there, so they kept, they never really could get stops. But even with Horford and Amir and Kelly back there tonight, they still couldn't get a lot of stops. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, I know with Isaiah Thomas, a lot of people have been talking lately, like, oh, they're better without Isaiah because their defense is better. Well, it's wrong. True that, it's That's true only that, people that don't know anything yeah, about basketball okay, that are saying that, that on TV. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's true that their defense well, is better, sure. but what they lose on the offensive end doesn't make up for that. And we saw even without him, they can have nights where they don't get stops against the best teams in the Eastern Conference or in the West, for that matter. I think there was a little little trying to get back into the game with one shot tonight or a little yeah. hero ball. Um, I think that, you know, they, they, they weren't aggressive. And, and Toronto, they scored a ton of points. And one of their best scorers, DeMar DeRozan, is not a three-point shooter. I mean, he's getting his points at the line. He's slashing. We know Lowry can score from all over. He was four for eight from three tonight, but he can score from, you know, he can drive to the hoop just, just as good as anybody else can. So the Celtics do need to find ways to score other than just hoisting up prayers. Or just relying on the refs to make calls for them at the end of the game. And we saw tonight uh, a really interesting situation where Al Horford was called for a foul for uh, airspace on Kyle Lowry, which we don't see those calls very often, especially in crunch time. But uh, even though he blocked Kyle Lowry's three with 30 seconds left, he landed in his airspace. And uh, we caught Al Horford walking out of the locker room, and I quickly asked him, what did the ref say on that play? And his response was great. He said, I don't know. I was so pissed off I couldn't even hear what he was saying. So you know at least Al Horford is taking it seriously. Yeah, a little, little fire from Al Horford yeah. tonight, which is good to see. But I'm not blaming the rest of this game because I think they missed like two goaltends yeah. that the Celtics committed that, you know, that, that went for blocks. The Celtics are losing games to good teams. This is not just a one-time thing. They lost to the Raptors. They lost to the Cavs. They lost to the Warriors. They lost to the Spurs. Quick, what's their defining win this season? Quick. There, there, is one. There's there is one. There is one. There is one. Exactly. So it's becoming. You know, it's twenty. We're twenty-six games into the season, and really don't. They really don't have anything to hang their hats on. Actually, I'd probably say that Orlando win on Wednesday was their defining win, just because yeah. they lost. Which Isaiah says a lot about out. the season. So yeah, they can do. They can step up their game when they need to to kick an opponent's ass, but they haven't won those really crucial contests that make the difference at the end of the season. Shout out to Adam Hamill's back for the tweet. All right, well, that's, we're going to end the show on a shout-out to Adam. So, for Kevin, for Jimmy, I'm Jared. For Jeremy behind the camera, we will see you uh, after next Friday's game against Charlotte. And then we got Christmas Another time big coming game. up. I'll actually I'll be in New York on Christmas, so I'll do a little guard reporting from there. Wow. I'll be solo, so I might just kind of selfie myself on Facebook. We'll see. But, yeah, we will see you next time on the Garden Report Celtics postgame show, powered by Blue Apron. <laughs> Turned their energy up. Um, you know, got got to scoring the ball. Um, I felt like you know we had a lot of shots that didn't go down for us. Um, that could have changed the complexion of the game. And, and, uh, and we went through like a little rut there that we couldn't really score the ball. Um, I had some good looks. I couldn't knock them down, and um, you know, that's, that was a little frustrating. It looked like you didn't agree with the call on the three-point shot. No, no, I did not at all. <laughs> I did not at all. I thought it was a. I thought I blocked the shot, and um, and he, you know, Lowry has that tendency to kind of will his legs like that. So it's a pivotal point of the game. Um, you know, it's just it's very frustrating. We're competing out there, and for it to come down to that, we're trying to make a comeback. It's uh, it's very frustrating to me. How you been on some some like elite teams that? have big wins. What what separates that level team from, from the others that are able to get those big wins against you know, the top competition? 
Uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's uh, a matter of, um, and we saw it with them, you know, we made a run early and they stayed with it. Uh, they didn't rattle, they just kept playing their way and eventually they kind of, you know, got over us. Um, you know, I feel like we're, you know, we're growing as a group and, um, you know, I just, uh, you know, I wish I could have done a little more and, uh, you know, myself, I, you know, had some, some careless turnovers there and, um, some shots that I thought they were good that I felt like in those points of the game could have made a difference. So it was just a little frustrating. Al, your assist rate is way up this year. What's allowing you to be more of a facilitator in this system? Um, well, well, one of the things is the you know coach uh, allows allows our bigs to handle the ball a lot. Um, you know he puts us in positions to make plays. Um, and and for me is you know I'm, I'm a team guy. I always just try to make the game easy and just make the right play. And, um, you know, that's always my, my approach. That being said, how were they able to stop you guys from playing inside out for the big stretch in the third? Yeah, you know, I'm going to have to look at, the, uh, at that tape. Um, I'm really interested to see that. Um, I know that um, we had, I felt like we had some good looks. I had a couple good ones, and, and they just didn't fall. And then um, I'm more interested to see what happened on the defensive end because I think we gave up like 33 points. So I just want to see what happened there. First half, our defense was great. So, just what happened in that third, and see how we can learn and grow from that. Part of it was fouls. Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah, they, they were. You know, they started going to the basket, forcing the issues, and we got to, You know, they we they got to the line. Me, yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, just to, just to change. You know, I, I watched from a distance because some of these guys are considered like brothers. I see Jake Crowder. And, um, you know, so I watch from a distance, I support from a distance, and they're playing well. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. We always do. Um, we talk about the police once, twice a week. And uh, just, just to talk about the you know, it's not, it's not always basketball, it's about family as well. So, you know, they're part of my family, so I'm glad to know. No, I'm traveling. I'm traveling. Coach Casey told me I gotta start sitting on the bench so I can run the terminology. No more uh, spa days during game days. Do you wish it worked out in Boston? Uh, everybody wish it could work out. I know I did. But, uh, you know, things, things happen. Uh, changes happen. And, uh, you just gotta move forward. How frustrating was the summer for you? Signing the qualifying offer and then. Experience, honestly, uh, just through everything. Um, it was a lot of fun, you know, just to feel wanted again. You know, certain teams called, uh, you know, calling for my interest, and uh, it was just a great feeling to have. And uh, I'm excited. Uh, I had a feeling it was going to go that way. I had a feeling it was going that way. Uh, once, once they signed uh, Big Al, that uh, they was going to let me go, and uh, you know, so we was prepared for it. Being my team, it is what it is. You know, I'm happy these guys are doing. Yeah, what are you able to do now? Like, the coach said you're doing a lot of cool work. A lot of cool work, walking, running, just trying to trying to strengthen up this ball, let it mature a little bit more. Um, I mean, things are going great. No sense. Being a competitor that you are, are you disappointed? Uh, no, not really. I, I kind of.
run the game of basketball, it's just a rush back. It's understand that, you know, health is most important right now.
we have to be able to, you know, convert when, when we go to the free throw line. How did you feel about the threes taking? You guys did 42 tonight. I mean, that's where we are. We're, we're a team that, you know, tries to get the ball to the bigs in the middle of the court and, and spray it out and knock down shots. And they just weren't falling tonight. We got some really good looks in the second half. We just weren't making shots. In that fourth quarter, Victor, they got them penalty pretty early. Was there kind of really good just to attack and try to get some, some more some chance at the line? Try. I mean, that's all I can really say. You know what I mean? Try. I agree with, with Alex's playmaking and passing ability. Has that made things easier for the rest of you guys? It makes it a lot easier. Al's a very smart player. Uh, we try to play through him because he makes the right play 99% uh, of the time. And he's an unselfish player and he definitely helps our team out a lot. He's a leader out there on the floor and he just makes it easier on everybody. He makes it the next right play. You just mentioned a minute ago, just moving on to the next one. Oklahoma City, another explosive drive you got. Can you just talk about that matchup? I mean, Russell's a good player. I look forward to every matchup. Uh, if it's him, whoever it is, DeMar, I look forward to him. That's what this league's about, and uh, that's what I'm about. I'm a competitor. So. Do you feel any added pressure here with Isaiah out to have to really get it? No, you know, I'm going into every game with a defensive mindset and whatever my team needs more. I'm trying to make open shots, trying to create for others. Um, you know, so I'm just trying to do what I, whatever I need to do for our team to be successful. How much did you mess up the stretch in that closing role? I mean, uh, a lot, but... At the end of the day, it's our job as a team to execute. We can't just win with one person. It's a team. Um, we, we need to move the ball and, and get the best shot for our team at the end of the game. Brad, can you just talk about what went wrong in the third quarter? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was, if you look at it from our perspective, it's what went wrong. If you look at it from theirs, they ratcheted up the defense quite a bit. Um, it was hard for us to, to break, their, break their wall of defense. You know, they were they were pushing into us. They were very, very athletic at a number of positions. Um, and they ratcheted it up, you know, and, and it was hard for us to to handle um, that pressure. And when we drove, they collapsed and used their athleticism to affect us in the paint. They were very good. I mean, I, you know, they, they their defense um, was was fantastic in the third quarter. Were there some, some quick shots in that stretch for you guys? And secondly, Maybe the last stretch. Yeah, and how, Maybe much, the, and how, how big is just ball movement for your team? I mean, it seems yeah, like, but it's, it, like the key for someone. Yeah, it's key, but that's what they were taking away. you got to drive the ball when you're being pressured like that at 25 feet and they're in the passing lanes and everything else. So you have to be able to generate a paint touch before the ball movement against that type of pressure. And... Um, you know, again, it wasn't the whole night. I thought we were pretty good in the first half, but then they went to a different level in the third quarter. In terms of the pick and roll, what kind of difficulties does Kyle Lowry present to a defense? Yeah, he's really good. You know, I don't know how, how in depth to get, but he can go left, he can go right, he draws fouls going either way, he uses his body, he can step back and shoot, he can finish in the rim. He's a good passer off of it. Yeah, he's good. He was dominant tonight.
Coach Al has led you guys in assists three games in a row now. Just what's been his impact as a playmaker lately? I think it's one of his great qualities is his passing. So, I mean, I thought that before we got him, but, um, you know, we're trying to make an emphasis of when he catches it, making sure we're cutting well. Coach, uh, DeMar DeRozan, he had 24 points, but he took 25 shots to get so get it. Talk a little about just defensively the approach to dealing with him, a high volume scorer in this league. Well, Avery guarded him uh, for a lot of the game, did a really good job. I thought Jay did a pretty good job on him late um, when when he was on him. Um, so try to make it as tough as you can for him and uh, and go from there. I thought, you know, he made some big plays. DeMar made some big plays, but I thought Kyle and and Norman Powell were the ones that killed us. And, and obviously, a different player than Russell Westbrook, but just playing elite sport like that, talk about just your team getting into that routine, that rhythm of dealing with those type of scores in this league. Yeah, I mean, dealing with outstanding players every night, obviously there's some that, you know, have earned their all-star status and their Olympic status and everything else. Um, but, you know, it doesn't stop for us. We've got a bunch of good ones coming up. Brad, just wanted to get your impression of the bench tonight. Uh, I think early on they had a stretch where they had like 22 points in the first quarter. And with Marcus going to the starting lineup, your significance of the significance you place in that group producing the way they did. They were good in the first. I mean, everybody struggled in the second, but they struggled in the second when they went again in the third quarter when they turned it up. Um, and, you know, I think that, um, you know, we, we were pretty good as a team. We, you know, I don't look at it as bench and starters. I know everybody else does, but it's nine guys or ten guys that play, and we got to play well as a team, um, whoever's in the game. Brad, I don't know if you've been asked this, but does Toronto kind of have the mental advantage over you guys, just the success they've had in the recent past? It, it kind of seemed like they were going to make a run, and then they did, and you guys were kind of able to respond. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't really look at those types of things. I just think about what's going on in the next play. You know, and you try to win the next play and do it to the best of your ability. They have really good players that made huge plays. You know, Kyle Lowry was terrific. Kyle Lowry was a – he was who he is, you know. And Norman Powell made big plays today. He was, um, I thought, a huge difference in the game. And then DeRozan did just enough. He didn't have his typical shooting night, but you know, he puts a lot of pressure on you because he takes one of your best defenders, at the very least, um, off of somebody else. Uh, Brad, when you tend to play these teams that have better records than you, you guys sort of lose hold late. What is this a kind of a measuring stick kind of thing? We still have a ways to go, you know, and I think that that's something that we have to just keep working again to get to the point where we are so good in controlling what we can for the 48 minutes, you know, because we've talked about it many times. If we play well against anyone in the league, then we have a chance to win. If we don't play well, we'll lose. Um, and that's just the way it is. And so, like, we have to get better more consistently for that whole 48 to play and to ultimately be successful against this caliber of team. Coach, when you um, look at it, do you look at it saying if Isaiah is in there in terms of adding to what happened and how you look at back at that game? You know, obviously, he's a he's a harder guy uh, as far as pressing up on, and you know, he can, with his ability to drive the ball. But um, you know, Damari Carroll didn't play for them. There's no excuses from the standpoint of not having a player available for us. Say a lot, 
<laughs> no, I, I killed that kid. <laughs> what, why'd Put you, it out there. I uh, beat him by 22 points. Why'd you pick the Mavs? Um, they're a pretty good video game team. So uh, mm -hmm. when I do play, I, I play with different teams, but they're pretty good. Yeah, you no. said, why not the Celtics? It's not realistic. I can't even make layups on the game. <laughs> I get my shot blocked too much, so I'm not going to go with the Celtics. You get frustrated with your video game self? Yeah, because, I mean, I, I finish out the game pretty good in real life. And in the video game, I every time I'm in the paint, I get blocked. So until they change that, I can't be the Celtics. Say <laughs> another day of treatment, how is... Um, it's getting better. It's the, one of the days where it, it's felt its best. Um, and I'm just taking it day by day. Hopefully I can be able to play the next few games or so. But we'll see. Um, I'm just going to continue to get treatment. And, and that's all I can do. Have, have they given you a certain block of time where they want you to sit out? Nah, but I mean, I want to play, but they... They keep telling me no, so they keep wanting to be very patient with this because they don't want to re-injure it, and it's an injury that can't get uh, re-injured and, and be be a problem the rest of the season, so I don't want that. And, and it, on top of that, it gives me time to heal all the other injuries I have. Yeah, how's the finger? You haven't mentioned the finger lately. Um, it's all right. It's just... It's still swollen. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to go down, I believe. Mm -hmm. It's not, so I could bear I can only bend it right there, but... That's the least of my worries. Um, I'm just trying to get back to playing and get this growing right. Do you feel for Jared Sollinger? He hurt his foot again. Obviously, he's out. Oh yeah, that. I mean, right when I heard the news, I had texted him to make sure his spirits were high and he was all right. Um, and I just seen him a little bit ago. He seems like um, he's, he's in the right state of mind and he's just trying to get back to, to getting healthy and get out there and playing. What, what was it like playing with him? He got me open, so he, it was it was lovely playing with Jerry. I mean, he's a he's a great teammate. Um, he's a he's a hell of a basketball player, and like I said, he when I was open, it was because of him. So he, he was he set great screens for me, and I I miss him. I miss him out here. Isaiah, did you get an injection in the injury? Yeah, I got some type of injection um, <laughs> the other day, huh? Cordyceps. No, no, no. If I had quarters on, I'd be out there for sure. Feeling that the yeah, PRP or something. I got, I got that, and I got some acupuncture today. So I'm trying to do whatever I can to get out there and help my team. Who will make the final determination if you go to Oklahoma City tomorrow? Probably the big dog, Danny. He's really not in favor of going, but I'm trying to convince him to just let me go. They just. I think they, if I'm there, they know I'm going to try to play. So I'm, I'm shooting for Wednesday for the most part. I mean, that, I think that's more realistic than Sunday. And hopefully I can, I can play on Wednesday. Well, what's the purpose of the injection? Is that pretty common? I just do what they say. I mean, they say it helps, and I'm just trying to play. Um, um, I, I think it just helps the, the, the healing process. It makes it go by a little faster. And, um, Dr. McKeon, he's usually right on those things, so I trust those guys. Sometimes when you have a good, the Celtics have a good game and you're not out there, some people that are maybe less informed will say... They're a better team without me. The, the ball moves better without me. I see it all. I mean, 
What do you think though? Like, it's just they got they gotta write something. I mean, they say the stupidest things, so they hit the headlines and everybody can talk about it. But I can't control that. It, it, at this point, I laugh about it now because it's like. If you really think that, okay, yeah, that, that's fine. I know what I mean to my teammates. I know what I mean to to this organization and to Brad Stevens. And and the, the ball moves a little better without me, I guess so. I mean, but that, that's your, the chip on your shoulder. Yeah, I mean, it's that's not true. So the chip on my shoulder, that, that is what it is. I'm always going to have that and, and use that for motivation. But, I mean, the numbers don't lie. It is what it is. The people who say that is just, they don't even believe it. They just say <laughs> They go home at night, they're not believing that. They're just saying it to get a reaction, and I'm trying my best not to react. So. Is there any part of you that looks at the, hears that and is like, what else do I have to do? I'll start 26 yeah. and 6. I mean, and if still... it was anybody else, we wouldn't be talking about that. I'm 5'9". That's the only reason why they said it. So... I'm fine with that. I know what I bring to the table. I know what, my teammates know what I bring, and as long as they're happy, I'm I'm fine. I'm not gonna. I don't react. I try not to. I try to think of what Kobe said: be a lion. You know? <laughs> Just lock in and don't worry about what others say.